What's happening in our age is a direct result of, like, we need to heal. You know what I mean? And the reason I brought up those experiences and those people's always around and those big mamas because uh, I've seen a lot of those situations, like, to the end. You dig what I'm saying? So what a lot of us are grieving from now is how they were treating big mama. And they didn't. it didn't hit them until she actually left, like, this plane. But they're still talked about. She still exists. She's still a thing because they still speak on her. They still pray for her. They still think about her and dream about her at night. And that's what a lot of people, it's hard for them to move forward with. Like me and her was just talking about this. Like insecurity is a huge part of our generation. And the insecurity we're dealing with is people don't feel like they deserve nice things. They feel like all the bad things they've done, all the times that they weren't there for the people that was there for them, and again, we can speak for what Big Mama did in the light, but she did so much more behind the light. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to know. You and your grandkids know. Mm -hmm. And they know how they treated you up until when you was up on your deathbed. Right. And then now they looking back as an adult like, damn, that was the only person that was there for me. Yeah, exactly. I was just dumping my shit on her and she would just put her knitting down. Like, all right, let's deal with it. Where's yeah. my pocketbook? You dig? Like, and, and, and here, can we say this, Tim? Grandma and Big Mama had goals. They had shit that Man, they, they wanted had a whole to do. Life. Do you know that they just, I mean, even Mike Tyson says it. He said, to really realize until I got grown, my mom had ambitions. Mm -hmm. But because society didn't favor women with ambition, they had to forego their ambition. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I talked to uh, one, one, one of my ancestors. Um, I won't reveal the source, but listening to her at 75 years old and how devoted she was in the church, she said, I said, when you were young, what did you want to be? She said, I wanted to be a dancer. Mm -hmm. a lot and I was like, why didn't you? She was like, I had kids. I had a family. I couldn't put that. And I was like, damn, you'd be surprised how much they forego their dreams. Mm -hmm. And actually looking back at their photo albums and stuff, like, man, you know what I mean? It do set you back to that time. Yeah. Like, yeah. they really did have goals. And a lot of them actually did accomplish them. But like you said, the mother role overpowered a lot of that. You know what I mean? But they were okay with that because that's the bigger picture. Right. You feel me? So it's like, when you do see that they had a lot of dreams and stuff, like, they accomplished a lot of those dreams beforehand. Like, a lot, back in the day, a lot of them did accomplish a lot of goals before. They was, like, 25 and, you know, certain things, like, getting married and everything. So, yeah. when we do look back at what they have done and stuff, it does surprise us because, like, man, you did all of this in one and you can still be Big Mama? You know what I mean? Like, man, you about that, you know? And that yeah. became a challenge to a lot of us. Like, that's a big plate to hold. Yeah, and I think, it, I think what tainted... It is how a lot of them got there. You know what I mean? And this is to where now, why we speak on like duality. Everything has two sides. So we, we have to speak on too how like villages also bring negative situations. Villages also put you in pressured situations. Can we drop a bomb for that? You dig what I'm saying? And a lot of, if, even if you look at a lot of big villages and civilizations, like they believe in arranged marriage. And a lot of our grandparents lived in that time. Mm -hmm. If, you wasn't in arranged marriage. That was one of your worries. Like, damn, everybody just marry me off to this idiot up the street. You know what I mean? Because we need some cows. Like, so they lived in a whole different time. That changes you. And as a result of that, that's why their spiritual connection was so strong is because they had to make that sacrifice. You always have to make a sacrifice. Can we, can we put a bookmark right there on the villages? Because let's, let's, let's keep it real. We can praise these villages, but villages sometimes in the 70s and 80s was molesting your kids. Yeah. And telling you to be quiet about it. Mm -hmm. Villages was beating your kids because they was jealous of brother and sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And punishing your kids and dealing with a harsh hand 
and not even doing that with their own kids. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Yeah. yeah, it definitely brought a lot of light. And when we're speaking about mental health, like, yes. man, that definitely jumped in in that time, man. <laughs> that's why we speak about sometimes when I, I feel like sometimes when you think about crack, you definitely think about mental. Because, man, that was a time when we were really hiding a lot of stuff. You feel what I'm saying? And they, they broke they broke the mental health, the mental healing thing as a bad thing back when our community was going through it. But when these white folk go through it, they on pills and everything. They got all these systems. They got this shot to bring a mofo back to life. Better talk about everything. It. You feel me? So it's like they got the joy and they failure. But we went through hell and back. So when we went to go look for help, we still had hell out there. So it's like we had to fight battles by ourselves. And back then, we didn't really have diagnosis because we had to handle it inside the house. Mm-hmm. And we Man. had that help with that. You feel me? Like now it's kind of like, oh, no. You crazy. I can't help you. You know, it's every man for himself. But back then, Big Mama had that remedy, had what she needed to do to help us mentally. Because we came from the Army. Our men was PTSD on a whole nother level mm-hmm. before they even had it on a diagnosis. It hit different back then. We had our men coming back, killing, abusing our wives because they were fucked up from the military. Like, mm-hmm. those battles, we had to quietly fight. And it really Talk added shit, into sis. the diagnosis. So, we made the diagnosis, which... Really keeps me fucked up in the head because, you know, they call me bipolar ghostwriter. So going through that and researching everything yeah. and then becoming a mid, well, becoming, I'm sorry, a doula going into a midwife. Like they did these tests on us to cause us to go through this shit and then cause us to have to try to fight through this shit. So we still going through this mental battle. We've been, we caused the diagnosis, all that, but it was through their programming. So all of this fucked up shit just really pisses me off because we do go through these I'm quiet battles. I'm about this shit too. Yeah. And, 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 and because of your comments that I, like I said, Eric, I've been watching these comments for not just today, but the the, the harshness and how you deal with everything so simple. This is why I wrote what I wrote. I said, single moms, I do apologize for the judgment of our society. The t- society tells you that you are bad mothers for everything. If you receive public assistance for the true reason of staying home to develop your children, you're trifling and lazy. But if you go out here and hustle uh, too hard to go above and beyond to make sure your children have a decent lifestyle, then you're a neglectful parent. Relationships are very hard to maintain being a single mother. But God forbid this one relationship doesn't work out and you pursue another one. Now you consider it a hoe or you just chase men all the time. All right. If you decide to go out and um, I'm sorry, if you decide to go out once or twice a week, uh, to get a break or some adult time, now you're running the streets and not putting your kids first. Uh, if your utilities get cut off and you have on nice clothes or you drive a nice car, now you don't know how to manage your money. Uh, you're scrutinized for everything you do, and I really do apologize because you are doing the work of two people every day and you are not receiving enough credit for it. Mm-hmm. Thank okay. you. Thank you so much. I had to do that, and I didn't realize that it would go semi-viral. I was really genuinely speaking because I seen it. I seen my grandmother watch my dad get sentenced to 47 years in prison and wondering where the hell I was going to be put at. I didn't have My mom had already abandoned me. So therefore, she said, okay, I'll take him. But on the very first visit, I remember going to Chillicothe Correctional Facility, being 10 years old, and she said, Norman, you're going to raise this child. I don't care if it's behind bars or whatever. You're going to raise this child. I'm going to help you, but you're going to help. You're going to be in this child's life. Now, some people would say it was traumatic that I was in these visiting rooms, excuse me, uh, week, weekend over weekend, not playing. But she, big mama, my big mama, said, you're going to raise this child. 
and only a man could raise a child. So I commend my grandmother yes. for mm -hmm. just even having, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So when reality. people have this harshness, I'd be like, yeah. yo. And, this, and we have too much information, but right. all of that new information has given us the answers. You know what I mean? And it, and that's kind of the illusion that other cultures give. Like, they have the perfect families. There is yeah. no perfect family. You right. know what I mean? Like, all of that perfect family stuff is, is fantasy. And a lot of times, your inherited family, like, it's not going to be that type of dynamic. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I grew up loving sitcoms and shit just because of the family dynamic. Cosby Show, yeah. And you start to think, like, in your head, on a fantasy level, you know what I mean? You start to think, like, this is how families work. Like, okay, so... If we just eat dinner together and go on trips and do this, you know what I mean? I loved watching, like, the crime and the mob movies when I was younger. So the thing I loved most was, like, the Italian families, like, how close they were together. Mm -hmm. And that's just in, like, the first 30 minutes. And you're like, man, I love this. Mm -hmm. At the end, they killing each other and snitching on each other. And I'm just like, damn. Like, what, what happened to dinner? What, what happened to family? You know what I mean? So it's like. Everybody's family got issues. Supper, there like, is no yeah, like <laughs> there supper. is no perfect family, but I feel like we all can still strive for that. You know right. what I mean? And the best family that I've found is the family that I found. Like my right. friends, my uh, you know, my associates, like my children. You feel me? So a lot of times I feel like our first family it, a lot of times we got to revert back to nature. Our first family is how animals raise their young. Like they're there so you can survive out there on your own. Right, so right. you can learn to be what I am. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're not there to coddle you. They ain't there to spoil you. They ain't there to make sure you happy every day and smiling. You dig? They're there to make sure you have the tools. And with us living in this new convenient society, we've gotten away from that. We're now starting to think like tough love is the answer. Like, oh, I can just criticize you into being better. I can just tell you what to do, but not show you what to do. You know what I mean? So for anybody's opinion, if you have an opinion, like that's cool, but your opinion's not valid if you're not living this. Right, right, right. If you're not putting forth these solutions to help get people out of these situations. And that's how we got to this point to everybody's on their own. But right. again, it, a big part of it was how families were working. Again, it was right. how toxic families were. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it, there has to be a middle. And I feel like we are at them beginning stages. That's why everything is so just out of whack and disconnected right now. It's because we have to create a whole new infrastructure of what family even means. Bruh, this um, question of the day. Uh, we're not gonna. We're gonna forego the original question of the day, and we're going to get right into desperation and breaking points. Right. So let me let me paint a scenario for the panel, and then you guys can chime in six one four seven five four nine eight eight one. Let's paint a scenario where I'm a black man or woman who was maybe incarcerated, turned down, free in society, turned down from job to job, could not get a job, uh, on the verge of being homeless or is homeless, and at every turn to be denied for assistance or to be shamed or to be ostracized or marginalized for just the circumstances in society. One day I'm so hungry or I need something so bad that nothing is gonna get out. I look in my pockets, there's, there's lint in my pockets. I need to eat and I need clothing. I rob a store or whoever. I rob a person, I rob a store. Am I wrong? In a desperate situation where I need to eat, I need money for whatever reason, and I choose to rob someone. Am I wrong? <laughs> 
I don't think you're wrong if you needed to eat and you just wanted to <laughs> rob somebody. I mean, it's it's circumstantial. You know what I mean? So uh, I wouldn't really speak on the right or wrong aspect of it. Uh, obviously, you're not wrong. You know what I mean? To the right eyes, they're going to see it your way. But the other people can't see it your way because there still has to be some type of law. You know what I mean? Some type of universal law. So how we live in these man-made laws, it goes against universal law. So there gets to a point to where a lot of times when we're anxious about doing something, it's not because we think it's wrong or we're going to get in trouble. It's because we know this is the right way. We know this is about to have an effect. Not work or not work, but this is about to affect some things. You know what I mean? And I've been doing it safe. So a lot of people need that breakthrough. Just like uh, some would argue a lot of people needed to go sit in that jail cell to never get in there again. Like a lot of people need to steal something and take it and feel that rush and not get in trouble or get in trouble or whatever happens to you. You know what I mean? So when we get to the point of desperation, I mean, a desperate man is going to do whatever. You feel me? Like that's that's something more so we got to just start understanding versus people are trying to control and manipulate and say, well, it's bad. Don't do that. Like it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Because all your law, your man-made laws go out the window. Now you just living on universal law. You feel me? So it goes back to, remember, okay, so remember the movie Set It Off? Yeah. Remember the movie Set It Off? She, she was in a desperate situation. Yeah. Jada was in a desperate situation. I'm in a bind, Nate. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people would have judged her for getting with Nate just and to get they're a doing check. that same I thing. I was just though. about to say that. A lot of people just they're Jada. They're Jada. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like they are Jada freely, though. You feel me? Not in Jada's situation, but I want to be this. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they're so choosing. It's not a desperate situation. Right, for a, a lot choice. of people right now. Wow. Yeah. It's and just it's like, Christmas time. Exactly. Making them DMs. Making them DMs. Exactly. Because I feel like it's a difference between, you know, a mofo just out here jacking and Robin Hood. You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. I feel like Robin Hood, you know, didn't abuse his power. It was like, if you're going to go do this, you you need to bring it back to the hood. You need to have some type of balance in there. You feel what I'm saying? But if you out here doing, like, fuck, I'm getting greedy. I don't get fucked. That is easy, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, you're going to get your karma however you going to get it. But it's like, if you doing this, I feel like I, I don't argue with you. You know what I yeah, mean? Because you right. have a purpose behind this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, cool. So, so let me paint a scenario. Um, This was back, I think it was like 85. Uh-huh. This was like 85, right before my father went to prison. And so me and my brother, Alfonso, <laughs> me and my brother, um, we 1093 Mount Pleasant was a crime school every element of crime was in that house and me and my brothers were fortunate enough to learn from that school um, anything that you wanted in that household prostitution, drugs theft, boosting anything that you wanted to learn is right there in that apartment so one time and, and honestly it was like a, a flowing of traffic of criminals and stuff so you know it could be 20 people in the house at one time it could be four people in the house it was the spot it was the <laughs> spot so me and my brother we decide to emulate the adults and go on a little crime spree and, and, and start stealing and so the very first thing as kids i'm 10 years old we stealing candy candy and candy bars you know what i'm saying just to flip in the neighborhood now we hit the lick and we hit a lick and, and it was successful. We get greedy. We go back. We get busted by yeah. the police, right? We get greedy. We so as you know, and, and my dad being the big criminal that he was, he was still cool with the police. So the, he talking to the police like, no, you gotta, you know, what I'm saying, if you go yeah. to school him, you gotta school him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when my dad whooped us, he said, "I'm whooping you for two reasons. Not for what the fuck you did. Is because you didn't plan." 
How you did it? If you know better, and what better. the fuck you stole? Yeah. You stole candy. We need food. Yeah. <laughs> you stole for pleasure. Don't go to our corner store. Go to the white store over there. I got you around the corner. And so hey, that was that. the first yeah. day of criminal education. He's, he said, "We do this for survival. Yeah. We don't want to adhere to this this white man's world and this that and the other. Every element in this house." Is to for in so many words for freedom. Yeah. To do what we do freely and not have to answer to a system that constantly does this. So and everybody in this house is doing it by choice. And the system do the same shit. They just name it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But they doing it too. <laughs> yeah. So I got a lesson in leverage, desperation, and survival all in one day. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? That's the beauty, that's the duality of desperation. Because again, I, I spoke on this like a couple weeks ago. We gotta stop taking these negative annotations, like it putting them into words. And trying to make a word negative. Like, words are not negative, you know what I mean, or positive. It depends on how you're using the word. But think about a time back in the day, there's still people sitting in jail now where times got hard and they start selling weed. This is how I learned my lesson. This is how I started understanding universal law. And it was people who had to sell weed. That was the worst thing you could do. Growing up, smoking weed, selling weed was the worst thing you could do. And then all of the older people, I can't call all of them elders, but all of the older people started to get sick. Right. So now they coming back to you like, yeah, I made a new plug, got a new weed guy. And I'm just like, hmm, you know what I mean? Like, wait a minute. But we we grew up in that. You know what I mean? We was that generation who really felt that impact like milk can give you strong bones. <laughs> then 10 years later, y'all shouldn't be drinking milk. I don't know why we told y'all to drink Tell you this mucus. Try this almond all milk. You know what I mean? So it, to me now, that's universal law. Like, as a child, I, t- I man, I used to take all the time, but I took because I felt like I can take it. Right. And if you wanted that bad, like take it back, you dig? Right, if right. I got it, then I can have it. It's mine. You feel me? And you start to understand the different societies within the society we live in. A lot of people live in that dynamic. Like I've never been in the military, but uh, my cousin London, shout out to him. You know, he's a veteran. So he was telling me he was on a podcast one day talking about uh, universal law, basically in the military, like. A lot of times you won't hear two men arguing like they got a disagreement. They're going to go outside, throw hands about it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, huh, that's interesting. So what does that mean? Like the winner was right. Like if we fighting over an argument and I beat your ass, does that mean I was right? <laughs> and he's like, damn, basically, I never thought about it like that. I say, yeah, but that's universal law. Like wow, that's how we used to like live that. back in the day. I got this stick so I can say whatever I want. And if somebody want to refute or challenge what I got to say, you better be able to whoop my ass. And if you can't, my word is bond. Like, my word is law, you did. I never put that together. Man, it happened system. through history. Look at look at the but original. But somebody actually saying, like, you go back and forth, somebody's like, but can you whoop my but ass? But can you beat my ass? <laughs> you know what I mean? You feel real strong about what you're saying, but can you beat my ass? Because that's a whole different law now. We about to... You dig? And that if you look at the original societies, that's how it was. If you look at like things like 300, you know what I mean? That's how it was. Like the king was the baddest motherfucker in the village. Yeah. He could be anybody. Yeah. But then evolution, the same evolution we're going through, the king started to get soft. Mm-hmm. 
at a point in time, the king stopped even going into battle. You remember the king used to have to lead everybody into battle. Yeah. And then the generals would step up and then the front line. But the king had to be the first one. You feel me? So they stopped doing it. Kings start dying. People start happening. So it wasn't the people saying, no, don't do that. It's the person inherited the position. Like, how I get this position? All oh, the last three ones died. But you, you'll be fine. You'll be all right. You got it. <laughs> they were nothing like you. You know what I mean? So your head, you like, I need to be in the house. Like, hold up. War. Nah, nah. I'm going to play chess in here. Y'all go, you know, so... That's the evolution. And then after that, you're going to breed the Leonidas again, the 300. You're going to breed the one who look at his father like, you're lazy. You don't do enough. Right. That's our generation. And what was supposed to happen naturally, we all dropped the ball in. You know what I mean? This is something I crit I'm critical of our parents' generation of, but not just them. We dropped the ball as well. But they didn't pass that baton. They didn't play their role. <laughs> and their original role was to conform. That's why I don't speak ill of when people conform. That was right. their role because they had to infiltrate. Right, right. We wouldn't be in these positions if they didn't work them dead-end jobs that was going nowhere for 40 years, if they didn't believe in Social Security and all that shit. We wouldn't have none of this. You know what I mean? But their issue was they tried to doubt us and spite us for trying to be better, for trying to now challenge them saying, well, you could have did this a different way. Right. You know what I mean? And that's a conversation we should be able to have in a village. Right. But when you start trying to silence the young people in the village, like the village is going to crumble. Mm -hmm. It's going to because the young people are the ones who go. They, you was a young person. This is the big mama thing now. Right. I got to be you one day. I got to leave. So you have to be preparing me my whole life to leave. But they're not. They're preparing us to follow. They're preparing us to conform. That was your role. And, and My role is to dismantle. And they're constantly <laughs> preparing us for dependency. Yes. So therefore, if I'm constantly dependent on someone, I'm probably going to run out of favor at some point in time. So therefore, when Deshaun, Deshaun addressing your thing, these desperate acts are wrong but justifiable. They're justifiable only to a point where you're going to need that again or you're going to have to pay a more severe consequence for that desperate act than that just temporary feeling that probably would have passed and it had you thought yeah. it out. This woman is about to go to jail yeah. for a desperate act. She saw a car, probably needed to get high, probably needed, you know what I'm saying, that $650 to eat. I don't know. Yeah. But it was a desperate act that was probably justifiable. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, there's a heavy consequence for that desperate act. And that's yep. universal law. All yep. your actions have consequences. Yeah. It doesn't matter how we feel about it. <laughs> You're going to have to deal with what you did. That's why now, like, <laughs> I move in a way. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I move in a way I can sleep at night. Because right. I know as a human, I'm not perfect. Right. There's some situations you're going to put me in, I'll get out of character. So now I have to know that. I have to understand, okay, I need these contingencies in place so I don't get to the point where I got to kick indoors. Mm -hmm. And then I don't even have an issue with kicking indoors, but what, what's, it's the intention. What are you doing with all this stuff you're stealing? Mm -hmm. You stealing these bread to, to throw the pigeons in the park? Or are you stealing this to feed your family? Because now that's where I can't, again, like your dad was saying, that's more so what I'm worried about. You know what I mean? Not why you stealing. People steal all the time. You feel I me? Mean? People steal time at their job. People steal time in their relationship. Like, people steal every day, you dig? So now we're in a point, what are you doing with that? You know what I mean? Like, you called for my attention. You stole my attention. Now what? You know, it surprised me. You feel me? Because now we're here. And now it becomes the boy that cry wolf. We've done that too much. We've been doing it. That's why I say we dropped the ball. We've been doing this shit since kids. A lot of us are still children inside, and the child is the one that's driving the wheel, and we in the back seat like, no, no, turn. No. Wait, slow down. It's 10, it's 10 miles per hour. Hold up, kid. And they fucking barely reach the pedal, but we're expecting them to do it because we don't want to do it. And that spirituality Big Mama had, 
just like a person can say our parents didn't have it, we didn't have it either. We we detached from our parents, and that was something they were not expecting because they were loyal. They were obedient to their parents. I wouldn't say loyal. They were obedient to the. They were f- afraid of their parents. Right. You know what I mean? And we didn't grow up like that. Like I was not afraid of them. I've never been afraid of them ever. Like, wow. You know what I mean? Like because that that fear also comes from authority and respect. That's why we fear Big Mama. You know what I mean? Like, most Big Mamas, she going to hit you with the house shoe. That shit don't hurt. But you got to act like you hurt. You got to act like, you know what I mean? You're being punished. You're being reprimanded. That's that respect factor. I see you, what you trying to do. Out. Like, yeah, you hurt me. Stop. I'll be better. You know what I mean? We didn't have that with our parents. Big Mama could be this big, but we still... Yeah. And and that is what, you know, we show we had with Big Mama, but we didn't give our parents that respect. And that spirituality is if this is the right way, it has to be the right way. Even if you get criticized for it, even if you lose followers, even if you lose your job, lose your your money, you know what I mean? You have to follow this way. So we conformed in our own way. We're mm-hmm. afraid of growth. Yep. Today says you're only wrong because you're taking away from the family uh, they are trying to provide for. Yeah, that that's true. But that and, and uh, that's what I'm saying. That's not going through a person's head at this mind. Uh, like you said, in this culture, society, everybody's a lick, yeah. and that's sad. Everybody's yeah. a lick, but but it's also <laughs> you know? it's also where we at, and that, and that's why I kind of see the other side of that comment. I can understand that, but yeah. that's not the society we're living in. If you yeah. walk down any street, most of those businesses and establishments, the people that live in that area, do not get this money or benefit from this money. Mm-hmm. The people that work them jobs barely get the money. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? That boss has well more than enough. CEOs are being paid more than they've ever been paid yeah, in Lex, history. Stop being greedy. <laughs> you, you selling you selling this food in my community yeah. that you don't do nothing else to help build. Help this my food. You know what I mean? Yeah. And universal law, if it ain't, come come tell me it ain't. Yeah. Come take this loaf out of my head. We're the CEO. Tell him to come take this bag, sir, because I'm walking out of this door with this bag. Wow. Yeah. And that's the position they put us in. Again, so now... This is where now, again, the veil is even lifted for the privilege. White people can't complain about what we're doing because y'all put us in this type of environment. So if I can succeed in a healthy way, but I got to step on a couple necks and a couple toes on the way up, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like, And, and that's our fight in this now. We can't conform at all. Our parents did that for us. They, they already showed us that doesn't work. So now we got to fight. We got to take. You know what I mean? And right now they're bringing sight to a lot of the OG scammers that, you know, produce the little OGs now. Because when you look in, it was a video, I think you sent me, where um, they're investing in, you know, a well-known scammer. So a lot of yeah. big businesses are investing in him. Like, yeah, go ahead, take this out to the street. Sneaker so scammer. Sneaker scammer. Yeah. Yeah, so they bring insight to him because it was already a scamming system in there. Yeah. But now we're bringing insight to it, like you said. jail for what he's doing. Yes, for what he's doing. And he's getting bread for this. <laughs> he's getting known for his, all this. Like, he's out here with it now. So it's like they working it with how they want to work with it. So they putting it where we are working in their moral laws. Because it's just like how he was saying, now that's the judicial system. You feel right. what I'm saying? So we're going according to that judge's moral law. You feel me? So if he feel like you wrong... He feel like you wrong. Whatever the case is, just based on his feeling, though. So it goes back to an old joke a gangster told me. He said, "If the law beats you, you know what happens." I said, "What?" He said, "You go to prison." He said, "If you beat the law, you know what happens." I said, "What?" He said, "You get a job." (laughs) (laughs) You hear me? To where now you gotta live in delusion and pretend you ain't getting robbed every day. Mm-hmm. Refund checks is robbery. Yeah. 
That's they took more taxes than they were supposed to. Now they giving you back the oh, the refund <laughs> of them taking more money than they was. I'm right. getting robbed every day. You think I ain't gonna steal? You know what I mean? That should be the least of our worries. It's not even talking about this car situation again. If we gonna have outrage, let's bring solutions and let's always have outrage. It's little kids being snatched every single day. They steal from us every day. They are taking our organs. They taking our hair. They taking our look. They taking our style. We get. This country was built on robbery, you dig, and racketeering, and blackmail. All the right. things they telling us not to do is built on these things. They put drugs into our communities. We found out about cocaine from them, and it was cool until there was crack. And now this is the worst thing you could possibly do. You about to spend the rest of your life in jail. It's a rock? Oh, no, 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 no. That's different than the powder. You're, you're going to jail. Let's keep it real, Come though. On. A lot of the fear was two things when that happened, is that you put guns in the hands of people who were fearless. During that whole drug war situation, they saw what we were doing to each other. Yeah. And they said, Lord knows if these people wake up. You know what I'm saying? They band together. Yeah. It's a rock. <laughs> it's a rock. <laughs> but then it started destroying their community. Yeah. And then somebody had to pay for that. Yeah. So it was a double standard. Because it's not the way. You know what I mean? And a lot of times we think that's the way. Again, that's the fantasy of it. As a kid, I thought in the NBA I could just put all my favorite players on one team and this would be the greatest team ever. Yeah. But those teams still need chemistry. They need insight. They need foresight. They need humility. They need people playing their role. And that's what we don't have. And it's hard for us to have that because, again, every organization we had was fighting the same fight. They all needed that high, that leader, that alpha. So when you try to put five alphas together, that's not always going to work out. And a lot of times when it does work out, it's circumstantial. It's because our enemy is whooping all our ass. We have to come together. Right. But as soon as we defeat them, we all going back to our side of town and we going back to doing what we's doing. So a lot of times the unity we're looking for, we're nowhere near that. We need unity within our areas before we get citywide unity. We, we ain't got unity on the street. Thank How we going to get the whole city to ban, you dig? Deshaun said, um, thank y'all for, for telling me about that, the refreshing. Uh, the crime you do directly shines a light on the lack of knowledge of spiritual law. The other one, I think it was addressing the King comment that you made. Uh, the King went from needing to be the strongest uh, brute to needing to be the smartest strategic and therefore needing to reign longer. So, and, and I, yes, we do read that in the, the 48 Laws of Power and a lot of the books that Robert Greene does write is that um, the reason why the king had to be more strategic is because not only did he control the army, but he still had to run the country. He had to run the kingdom. So naturally, how many times have we seen in kingdom-wise where, you know, the son is not fit to, for the throne or whoever is next in line maybe a, a, a tyrant or just somebody that is not rational like the king. So I do agree with that, is that, you know, the reason why the king uh, had to be smarter is the same reason why we play chess. Well, you got to protect the king. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the king is, you know, the person that, I mean, you, you lost the game. The king goes down, everything else goes down. So I, I, but I that And that led to the fall of the kings. That's why there isn't a lot of kings around anymore, because now when you're just smart, like, they're going to overthrow you. That's where a coup came from. You know what I mean? They're just, how are you going to stop them? You're going to outthink them? You're going to talk them down? You dig? Like, right. they have weapons and training now. Right, right. Your general has killed 100 people. You ain't been in a fight in your life. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? That shows through time there's evolution, but all evolution isn't good or bad. Right, right. It's just a, it's something new. But they still face their same issues that they were facing before. You know what I mean? 
And a lot of times the irony was that prince wasn't looked at as the king is because his strength and stature is because they wasn't ferocious and vicious. You know what I mean? But a lot of times, even like the uh, royalty back then, again, this is the big mama phase. They were they were in slavery. They were in the wars when they went into royalty. You know what I mean? They were warriors more so than they were kings. You dig what I'm saying? And that had to be a learned role. But as you learn that role and become more wiser, it's affecting the next generation. Right. And then you got kings that don't want to step down. How many times do we see that? We yeah, deal with absolutely. that now in the government. You know what I mean? Because they're too smart. You thinking too much about all of this. And truth be told, that's cap. The queen ran the, the civilization. The yeah. queen ran. The king didn't run shit. Right. The king was like how the president are now. They're there to look big, look tough. So people won't try us because if they found out a woman was running this, people would be attacking us every other week. Mm-hmm. You know or, what I mean? Or your your ideas are obsolete, like a, a Donald Trump, per se. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. You just don't want to give up that power. You know that your ideas are not progressive or not good for the, the nation as a whole. Right. But because you want to maintain power, you're still trying to put a whole bunch of obsolete ideas on the kingdom yeah. of the nation. And so, then yeah. you, but then it affects now even the military because you don't have a war mindset. So you have to put complete trust into all these other individuals. You dig what I'm saying? And it's easier to like teach a savage to be smart than teach a smart person to be savage. Talk about it. You dig what I'm saying? So a lot of that evolution became their own downfall. And that's why we're getting back into what we're getting into. Like I say, the wild, wild west. To where everybody needs to know how to fight and have a stick and have a gun. You need to know how to defend yourself. Being smart is fun for Jeopardy, but what's that going to do for you on these streets? (laughs) You feel me? (laughs) Like, they ain't going to do nothing for your family now when people are trying to come take your car. People get held up at gunpoint and lose their kids in that type of situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, we got to just start being more practical versus we're we're emotional about everything. We too emotional about shit, man. Let me tell you. (laughs) We too smart for our own good. And the reason why we came to that conclusion or the topic of desperation is that it is an act of now emotional reaction. It's like, oh my God, I've panicked. I've lost all rationality. Even this past weekend, a lot of times, you know, I have to look like, even though I feel this way, I may even see the evidence of this thing. I can't react right now because there might be a a, a permanent consequence or a, a, a long consequence. And I think what happens is that, you know, so much gets pressed on us. And then, like I said, the, the topic was desperation and breaking points. That breaking point is like, I can't take this no more. But now you react in a way where you shoot up the school. You know what I'm saying? You react in a way where you done abuse your, your spouse or your kids or something like that. Now there's something that you've done that's irreversible because you've allowed all those emotions to build up. You've allowed that situation. As going back to what Eric said, I want to know, please, when you say I disagree, Eric, uh, just please you know, expound on that so we can respond to you. But as Eric said, when you see going, things going in a bad direction... You have to start making a plan to get it to go in this direction because if it keeps downward spiraling, you're going to put yourself in a desperate situation, hoping things get better. A lot, th- a lot of times in an urban community, we live with the hope factor. We hope yeah. things are going to get better yeah. instead of proactively saying, you know what? Job ain't going to come knocking on my door like, who is yeah. it? Job. No. <laughs> you got to go out there and get a job. But I think, too, these conversations is what keeps us in that gray area and darkness Like because a lot of times – the black community tries to give help without context. And yeah, it's easy to tell somebody, leave your job. 
But if you're still in the same household and that same mindset and that same trauma, you're just going to go do the same shit at the next job. If you're still in that household, that same trauma mindset, you're going to do you're going to go to a new relationship that's just like this last relationship. You know what I mean? These things have to start coming, trickling down to mindset. And that's what I mean by how are we coming with solutions? How are we helping people's mindset and their healing in any of these situations? You know what I mean? Because now you even see disassociation in relationships. The same thing we're talking about stealing. How you just named shooting up a school. And people don't, I, I, man, most people will consider stealing like a worse offense because they can relate to the stealing. They can't relate to the school shootings. Right. You start seeing the same things in relationship. Like you said, this woman can get her ass whooped for years, but the worst thing you did was cheat on her. Like there's a disassociation with what we should be focusing on and what the real issue is yeah. versus what you have emotion towards. You know what I mean? I, whether that woman, you know, gets her kids back or not, that doesn't affect most of our lives. But people are quick to have an opinion. And say, you could have did this. You could have did that. Again, what solutions are you putting in place to help this woman's mindset? This isn't all... Because decision-making is based on your mindset. Right. So if your mindset fucked up, you ain't going to make good choices either. If you have a mental disability, you're not going to make good choices compared to society. But for you, you in your happy place. You good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm... So how am I to tell a person now... Because now you're, you're, you're stealing. You're becoming a thief of joy. So how do I tell a person who I don't know that this situation is going to ruin your life or is, you're wrong for this? I don't know you that well. You know what I mean? You may enjoy stealing. This may be one of your kinks. I don't, I don't know your life. You dig? So the best thing I can do is help you with your mindset. I can't tell you to think like this, like that. Don't take, do take. Is this, is, can you live with this decision? Is this something that you're going to have to keep doing? Do you have a plan before you go take that? You know what I mean? A lot of times in movies, that's what I loved when you seen that OG and the young guy. He, you know, he know what he about to leave the house and do. And he don't stop him. He take him, have a little talk with him like, you sure you want to go down this road? Right. I seen you put the gun in your bag and I know where that leads. Right. Either you dead or somebody else. Right. So wherever you about to go do, if it's worth it, I see you when you get home. If it's not... You need to figure out, you need to change your mind. You need to change everything around you. Your way of thinking, your atmosphere, your friends, where you hang out, what you watching on TV. Don't just not go tonight. Tomorrow and the day after and the day after, you need to change everything. And if we're not giving that type of advice, there's no context in you saying, well, do this, do that. Shit, tell me how to do it. <laughs> I agree with Eric Motley says, regardless of the reasoning, there's, there's honest people that suffer from criminal activity. You're right. I could be minding my own business thinking I'm going to make it home. Next thing I know, I got a gun in my face. You're desperate and you need money or whatever the situation may be. But now I got to deal for life with the post-traumatic stress of I've had a gun in my face. I've yeah. had my life threatened. So yeah, you're absolutely right, Eric. I, I do applaud you for that comment. Potentially, but there's also another side of that to where this is how we bring that big mama spirit back. Right. Big mama got robbed at gunpoint. <laughs> And she gave that little nigga a hug and said, I forgive you for what you're doing. And that probably changed his life. So it's easy to just judge somebody and say, you un you unfixable, you're a criminal, or you dig. Now you paint that white picture on us. Because we all look like criminals, technically, mm -hmm. if you want to really be honest. That's why we got to be careful with these words. It's still don't make you a criminal. Mm -hmm. You dig what I'm saying? And being a criminal don't make you a bad person. Mm -hmm. This isn't character shit. And, that, and I think that's the importance of desperation. When you're in a desperate moment, that is not who you are. That's you out of character. That's you on a low frequency. This is a part of who you are, but this is not your being. So when you constantly got people saying, well, do better. You can be better. You're a criminal. You're, that's just starting to set into your psyche. Like, damn, maybe I am a criminal. 
Maybe I am supposed to be out here stealing. This place won't give me a job. Shorty won't give me a chance because I don't got no money. I ain't fresh. Maybe I have to steal. You know what I mean? So that psychology is now is because there's no context. We're just telling people, go over there. It's better than being over here. What the fuck is over there, though? Like, <laughs> so, so let me, let me ask y'all this. Let me propose a question to the panel. A man chooses a criminal life to provide for his family. Yeah. Now, while things are good, things are good. That means the, the mortgage is being paid, the bills are being paid. And this is for the audience, too. Mm-hmm. Now, once he is, is sentenced to prison or he's caught and sent to prison, or death by, by mm-hmm. unfortunate circumstances, the children grow up to say, if you didn't choose that lifestyle... I wouldn't have not had a father or I have not. Mm-hmm. So who's wrong in that situation? Because dad was like, dad in his mind was like, well, I'm choosing this lifestyle because mm-hmm. I can't get it this way. By, by the logic, and I'll set this up based on the comment Eric said. So by that logic that y'all are using, the child is wrong. Because by the logic y'all are using, a black man can get arrested for doing nothing. Black men are in jail for doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So now with that logic, that same child, the black man went to jail for nothing. All they see is dad's in jail. It doesn't matter why you're in jail. Mm-hmm. All they see is, well, dad's in jail. He wasn't there. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. So what makes him different than his cellmate who killed somebody to get here? Mm-hmm. They're in the same situation, right? So what's the difference? You, you get what I'm saying? That's universal. That's actual universal law. <laughs> Under we the can't systematic use something oppression. over here I, and not yeah, use it. If we're going to use, this is mindset yeah, and logic. Okay. That logic he's trying to use, like, let's use it. Okay, okay, if you're going to have okay. a mindset, you got to adapt that in every single situation mm-hmm. or your mindset is faulty. It does not work. It's cap. It's biased. <laughs> it, it's null and void. It means nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's why we can't be just broad about that. Well, dad's a criminal. He did this. How many more people in jail probably are guilt are not guilty of anything than actual motherfuckers that's guilty of something in jail? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we talking about? And there's a lot of criminals still on the street because a lot of the police either keep them as informants or they're trying to get the big fish. So now your dad is the criminal and he's still in the house. So now it's separating you and your neighbor because his dad went to jail for his crimes. Yours didn't. So now you starting to think, oh, my dad's smarter. My dad better than your dad. My dad liked that. He got it from this same mindset. As long as you get punished, you wrong. That is, if if, if you ever have a movie, go watch The Bronx Tale. I know y'all seen One of my classics. Classic movie. I mean, he had two fathers. Yep. And just because Robert De Niro was the square dad that went to work every day, there was still some truth to what Sonny said. He said, you are the the, the, the sucker. Yep. <laughs> you get up. This man, he controls his entire day. Now, of course, what what uh, my man, uh, not Sonny, but I can't think of his name, but uh, the, the gangster in yeah. the movie, I can't think of his name. What he was doing was wrong. It was a criminal element. But he carried so much power. He had so much respect of the mm-hmm. people. He had you know, everything that a, a kid could admire. So, of course, that's going to attract what attracts these young boys every single day. They don't see too many doctors rolling down their street. And them doctors trying to get the hell away from them. They, they're they marginalizing these yeah. urban-ass kids. So, they're like, get away from my car. Yeah. But the drug dealer, hey, come on. And, the irony is, <laughs> and the irony is, that isn't even the way. The doctor, like, rich dad, poor dad. He had two dads, too. Yeah. 
And he grew up in that same mindset, thinking the doctor's dad had it all together and all this. He living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. His dad just owned a, a little market, a little supermarket, but it was booming. He doing more every year. Mm-hmm. So he had these two opinions to where he himself realized he was wrong. I assumed. I assumed because he was a doctor, you had money, you had status, you had it all together. And he was living paycheck to paycheck like somebody at a call center. Mm-hmm. And then the dad that I assumed, you just taking 15 cents at a time, you probably broke. You ain't got nothing. But he had all the lessons, the experience, the patience, the things you actually need. So when you go into looking at something, again, what was forced on us, I was having businesses coming to, you know, the older people and they're like, yeah, get a job, though, still to be safe. Excuse me? Right. Like, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> I didn't ask, what would you do? <laughs> Hell, I didn't ask. Like, <laughs> you feel me? So now we're a product of that environment. Like, you can never look at the cover and tell what's in the book, you dig? And like Fab said, the story don't mean shit if the title, like, don't match it. So now we're getting into a point where you can look at somebody and think they're successful and happy and all this and this and that. And they probably not. More than likely, they are not. And the least person that you, likely that you would expect to be happy and have their shit together does. Because wow. they don't have to project that. They don't have to walk outside all proud and chest cocked up. They ain't got nothing to prove. Mm-hmm. So now a lot of these situations, we're looking up to the people that got something to prove. And then as soon as they let us down, we're devastated. As soon as they fall short, yeah. we're devastated. You know what I mean? Because you should have never put your faith. That was never a real thing to begin with. So now our eyes are being opened. Man, <laughs> let me, let me, let they me. being open. And you can't run or hide, you dig? What, what <laughs> Let me read the comments before I yeah, yeah, yeah. before I go to this video. Um, okay, so uh, let's see. Eric says stealing doesn't make you a criminal, and Trene responds to him and says, "I guess not until it's your stuff being stolen." Uh, and, and Eric responds and says, "You you sound like the type of person that doesn't measure. What, is, what does it say to him? Measure Siri." Uh, that doesn't measure 